Hi, my name is Tracy Cook, and this is the podcast series Victim to Victory. Today, we have got an embodiment guide. She is leading the way in transformations, emotional recovery, and she will guide you as a, a previous TEDx talker and her podcast, Nomads, The Space Between, and her book, Dear Radiant One, a story of emotional recovery and transformational guide. She is inspiring. She is a thought leader. We actually met on the Purpose Pioneers Virtual Summit stage. And this series does give a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories, just like our interview guest today, Phoebe Leona. Welcome to Victim to Victory. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be with you, Tracy. Well, I'm very excited because you are a rock star. You are helping save and change so many lives and you are supporting and inspiring so many other people as well. And you're helping them to feel more embodied and empowered to have a greater sense of belonging in the world. You played various roles of teacher speaker, author, and I need to know more about dancer for over 25 (laughs) years. Uh, But you still believe that um, you were made to be a thought leader for times to guide people to find their way through our post-pandemic world. What an exciting space to be in. Phoebe, where does your story start? Oh, where does my story start? Well, It jumps around a little bit, but I think where we're going to dig into right now is my year of 2013. So 2013 was a huge transformational year for me. It started with a year of grief. So I woke up um, January 9th in 2013 to find out very quickly that my father passed away in his sleep. Now, Before I continue on in that timeline, my father and I had a really complicated relationship. He was my primary caregiver for most of my childhood. Um, During that time, he had what we didn't know at that time. We we didn't have a diagnosis for PTSD, but that's what he had. Being um, a Vietnam vet, doing two tours of Vietnam, he came back and was quite broken. And so when he would go to the VA, you know, with various symptoms, they just called what that back then shell shock. And he didn't know what to do. So he did a lot of his own, you know, basically self prescribing various drugs and alcohol. That's how he dealt with it. So my childhood was very chaotic. Uh, It was very ungrounding, uncertain. um, And at 15, I decided to leave. So I didn't see my father from 15 for about 18 years, uh, age 15 for about 18 years until my, my early 30s. And so he entered my life in 2009, fully rehabilitated, connecting all the dots, because now he had this diagnosis, he was completely 100% mentally disabled. And so we had the VA taking care of him. And so we had four really beautiful years of healing together. And so to have that that day in 2013, where I woke up and found out that he he had died in his sleep was truly heartbreaking. Um, And then two months later, um, I had been married for about 15 years, I found out two months later that my marriage was ending. 
And this was just the dominoes of the rest of the year. You know, all of these things that were what I at that time felt like they were happening to me, right? That that space of being a victim, father dying, marriage ending, all of the details that come out as the marriage is unwinding, the loss of my home, the loss of my dog, my health. I was in and out of the hospital with my own physical, you know, wellness being a threat. And I woke up in October, you know, however many months later, 10 months later from the start of this. And I just said, I can't do this anymore. You know, I was, I had a job that had a lot of purpose. I was, I taught yoga for, I think probably 10 years at that point and loved it. It gave me purpose. I was running my own yoga program, but I didn't have full control over it. I had a, you know, I had a company that I was working for. And so it just wasn't fulfilling me. And this location that I was living in was for these two people that were no longer my life. So with all of that, all of the grief, all of the the things falling apart and happening, like I said, as a victim, like happening to me, I woke up that morning and said, okay, I can't do this anymore. And so I canceled my classes and I just didn't go to work. And I got in my car and I drove home to my mom and I just crumbled. I sat in bed for about a week and I had a plan, like I had an inkling of a plan to change my life. And I knew I wasn't going back to my job and the job knew I wasn't coming back as well. You know, I hadn't formally given my notice, but I knew what was on the other side when I went back to to it a week later. Um, but during that time, you know, I was laying in bed crying and grieving, really that, that whole time that I hadn't really given myself that opportunity for the last, the 10 months prior to that. And I said, okay, I, this can't be my life. Like this cannot be my life where life is happening to me and I have no control over it. So what can I do? How can I pull my power back? How how can I call my power back? How can I find joy again? How can I feel that I'm healthy again in all of the ways? And I just looked at, okay, what are the two things that bring me joy? Well, I absolutely love teaching and I love to travel. And I said, okay, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start my own business. And so I, I had this seed of an idea to start my own retreat yoga retreat program. And so that's the, that was the next step to call my power back and start to make that transition into my victory. And that's a whole other, that's a whole other leg of the journey that I can dive into, but we'll, we'll pause there and see if there's anything. Oh, you know what? Um, I could just only even imagine um, the turmoil of, we come from a military family. So mm-hmm. I completely identify with, you know, the undiagnosed PTSD and mm-hmm. even today, you know, um, it's still quite concerning at um, how many people are, are still undiagnosed and 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 self-medicating mm. like your father. And mm. it was a different era and it's very ger- generational as well. Um, and I'm so glad that we've made leaps and bounds forward where people can reach out now and, and there is more support, you know, uh, yeah. in, in recent times. But I could only imagine the turmoil that you were feeling um, growing up, Phoebe, and the uncertainty, perhaps, yeah. that you were feeling. And yeah. um, 
when you were growing up, do you mind if I ask, was it apparent to you that your father was the way he was because of his um, his tours of duty? Yes. I mean, I think I have lots of stories prior to his his tours of Vietnam. So I know that he was just a wild man to begin with. Um, but I think something definitely changed him there. You know, he he would tell me stories even then when I was a child of, you know, being shot down the very first day of his training day and the only being the only survivor. Uh, mm. And he was a helicopter pilot. So and then he would tell me stories of, you know, how he as he was in control of the, the helicopter that he had orders to protect himself and anybody else in the in the unit in the in the helicopter with him he had to sacrifice essentially so he wouldn't get shot down. Um, how could you not be traumatized by that? Mm. And when he went back the second time, I mean, he went back the second time because he didn't know how to function in the world, the Western world when he came back. And so he said, okay, I don't know what else to do. So I'll go back to Vietnam. And so he went back by choice. Um, so it was very clear that he, was affected by it but I also know that he was had a wild side to him <laughs> had a wild side yeah, um, yeah and I love the way you explained that you know when you left home at 15 and it took such a mm. a, a, a long time how are you feeling what are your emotions around that that gap in reconnecting with your father mm. again yeah um it's interesting because I'm actually presently doing a lot of healing with my mother who, who left, who left my, my father and me as when I was eight years old and she was in my life then, but she wasn't my, my primary care. Um, and so this night that I left my father, um, she was there and we're doing a lot of healing around that night, right? Actually presently right now. For a long time though, I was really numb to it. I, it was just okay. You know, I was a high achiever. I was captain of the, the cheerleading squad. I was the lead in, in shows. I was in honors. I had boyfriends. I was very popular. And so with it, I was very high functioning. And so this part of me, I just didn't allow to happen. I just kind of tucked it under the rug for so many years. And it would come out in these like uncontrollable bouts of, of, um, sadness, like crying fits. And what I'm realizing were actually panic attacks, but they came out with tears in different relationships with men, um, particularly like boyfriends and my husband. Um, I was seeing it just like leaking out in, in very various moments of my life. And even my husband who I was with for 15 years, he didn't get the full picture because I just didn't allow it. I didn't let it in. So I would say that the emotional piece for those like handful of years after was numbness. Um, when it started to just leak out, um, it was it was sadness, it was anxiety, it was confusion. And I think that when he entered, and I think like four or five years before he entered my life, I was starting to do my own healing. I said, okay, this man isn't going to come back into my life. I don't know if he's dead. I don't know if he's homeless. I don't know if he's in jail. Um, 
And in fact, all of those things came true. All of those were mm-hmm. stories of his when he came back into my life. And so I said, okay, I don't know if he is going to come back into my life to do my healing. So I started to do my own healing. That's when I found yoga. Um, it was really like letting me come home to my body, come home to the emotions that were that I hadn't really dealt with. So when he entered back in, I was ready for him. I was ready for him to enter. And that was just like, the beautiful icing on the cake that I got to do that healing with him. I love that. I absolutely love yeah. that. That warms my heart that you were really open and um, as prepared as you could be to really heal that part. And healing and emotional recovery is just such an important thing because when we're caught up in the mess, we can't see the message. And when we're going through that transformation, like you said, you sat in, mm-hmm. you know, you sat in your, your bed, um, you know, um, for a week and just kind of poured it all out because you'd probably been holding it in for so long and you just needed that self-space yeah. just to be, right? Just to yeah. heal, just to get it yeah. all out, just to start making and rebuilding in that recovery as well. And where did you go from there? You were speaking about yoga retreats. What are you doing Mm. in that space and how did that transform and evolve for you as part of the healing process? Yeah, well, I feel very blessed because I have always been very connected to intuition, spirit guides whatever you want to call it, there was always something supporting me and guiding me. And so when I came to that idea of, okay, I'm going to start my own company with yoga retreats, that's where it started, but it's evolved in so many other other places. Um, I just followed the breadcrumbs. So I went back home, I had this intention, I didn't really know exactly how it was going to happen. But as I was at my job, I would get emails, you know, from other businesses and And there was a retreat center that said, hey, come to Costa Rica and stay at our place for two days on us. And I had some frequent flyer miles. I was leaving my job and I was like, okay, I'll go to Costa Rica. Oh, I love that. And (laughs) that's what I did. I gave my notice. I mean, I had already given my notice. I was transitioning out of that. And, you know, I think I, I left my job like December 1st. And I think it was on the plane December 5th or something like that few days later, and I stayed for a couple of days. And I really enjoyed it. And I did I still came back and I didn't know what to do next. So I said, I'm gonna go back there. <laughs> and so I went back in January, I ended up staying there for nine months. Wow. And it was this beautiful space. You know, I love that I ended up being there for nine months too. that that space of giving birth to something. So that's where I started to have the, the bigger vision of what my my business ended up being. I started to make contacts, you know, down there for different retreat centers and different people. Um, and then I did my own healing, you know, taking myself out of that old life and not having the old relationships, the triggers or anything like that. It was just me, which was beautiful, but also really scary. There were a lot of shadows in that space that I could look at. And so it was this, I was really fortunate enough to be in that, that container to, to do the healing that I hadn't done yet. And, and then to also have this, this lightness, this future, this possibility ahead of me too. That was such a gift. I, I love the way you took us on the journey of, 
you know, going through all this turmoil growing up and then uh, leaving at 15 and finding your own way and finding your own healing and going through the process mm. and just being open and just falling into that space of just transformation and healing and evolution and really getting to know yourself. And I know anybody listening to this podcast today um, going through, you know, transformations or going through kind of rough patches as would you recommend um Phoebe because you're you're the professional at this is really just trusting your intuition or how how do people tap into their intuition like you have to show that transformation Mm. well I did say that I was I was felt very blessed to have connected to my intuition but I will say that I felt that my intuition when I was younger was a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, so when my father, was, when I was living with my father, he would go into flashbacks and he would go into these bouts of rage and I would sense them. Like I would actually feel them just as that wind was turning. And so because I felt it, I thought that I was predicting it. So my intuition turned into this horrible thing. Like, oh my God, I'm creating this madness. So there was a really long time that I didn't trust my intuition. And I kind of sometimes would go against it like, oh, yeah, you think that this is the message? Well, I'm going to go the other way. <laughs> um, but I think my saving grace is, and, and for your, your, your audience here, is I had dance. So as you mentioned earlier and you wanted to find out more, mm-hmm. I, I was always a dancer. And that was my therapy. So whenever I would have, when I would ever, I would feel those winds shift, I would go into my room, I close the door, I wouldn't bother dad, I turn my music on, and I would just dance. And what I didn't realize back then, that was just because it brought me joy. Yeah, I'm going away from this scary thing. But it was what just gave me joy. But what I realized now that I've dove deep into my yoga practice and learning a lot about trauma and somatic therapy is that I was healing myself in that time. You know, so movement helps release the the fight or flight, right? We call the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is when we go into that fight or flight, that survival mode. And when we go into that survival mode, these chemicals are moving through our body, right? Like cortisol, adrenaline to, to literally help save our lives. So when I would feel that rush, what happened is I'd go into my room, I'd dance it. So I'd release those chemicals, that memory, that tension, that, that fight or flight feeling would actually go through my system and release. So I'm so grateful that I had that. I'm so grateful I had intuition on my side to say, just go turn the music on. Um, But to speak to what your question was, that's what I would say is do the thing that brings you joy. When we're in that space that brings us joy, so for me, it's dance, maybe it's for somebody out there who likes to write, maybe it's somebody who needs to go for a really long run, whatever it is, it doesn't even have to be a physical thing, it could be meditation, it could just be to sit in nature. But when we're in that state of joy and connection to that divine energetic flow of life, that's when our intuition really speaks to us. And something that was really helpful for me was understanding how intuition or heart or soul, whatever word resonates with you, speaks to you, is it it just speaks into a word or a really short phrase versus like in our when we're up in our head, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's all chattery, right? 
there's so many different voices there. You're like, which one am I supposed to follow? But when we, yeah, when we tap into that place that brings us joy and we take that breath, that starts to clear away and we hear, yes, no, do this, take that next step. And it's really just clear and simple. And that's, that's intuition. I love that. I absolutely love that. And women, you know, we'll say women's intuition, you know, it's kind of, you know, <laughs> a bit of a vibe about that mm. because it's true. Women, you know, are, are really heightened to to pay attention to that, to that intuition and let that guide us through the storms, let that guide us through the mm. recovery and the transformation and the ups and the downs and the good times. And I love what you're doing now as a embodiment mm. guide because you're helping so many people go through that recovery and go through that transformation as well and just bringing mm. awareness and intelligence and, you know, having some humour and having a bit of a laugh and using the strengths mm. and the powers that transform, you know, your audience, um, your your clients, your customers, your networks at such a deep, profound level so they can understand how to handle the pressures of life and negate mm. burnout and overwhelm. And as a recovering corporate overworker, I can totally relate to burnout. <laughs> and it's 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 a real thing. And I never thought it was. Yeah. I thought burnout yeah. is just you feel a bit tired. But, you know, there's so many people, especially post-pandemic, that have yeah. left corporate jobs. They're finding their purpose. They're sitting in that space of trying to find out who they are and why they're here. We've reevaluated. Yeah. You know, some people say I've woken up. You know, but we're all in a transformation. Families are transforming. Communities, environments. You know, everything post pandemic is mm -hmm. changed, and it's not the new normal. It is where we're meant to be. The universe provides to give us signs and it's up to us to listen mm -hmm. to those signs or, like you said, sometimes ignore them just to be anti-authority maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just to test yeah. people this out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually like attention. it scares you. It's like, no, no, come back over here. <laughs> if it's meant to be for you. Yes. I mean, I also think that it's asking you questions too. I think it's it's a dialogue. It's asking you questions. But sometimes it's like, no, this is really where you're supposed to be. Just We're just <laughs> going to keep showing this to you until you finally get it. <laughs> oh, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and um, what kind of message would you like to leave the audience on today? Mm -hmm. I love what you were just speaking about, being the post-pandemic world. and. I, I want to come back to what I was just saying about joy. I think that we have been, the universe has been asking us a question the past two years. And it is, how do you want to live your life? Um, and there have been lots of different answers, right? There's been a lot of amped up anxiety around that question. There has been a lot of um, confusion, a lot of chaos, but there's also been a lot of beauty. And so I just want to offer that to anybody who's out there listening, um, who is in that space that that feels like, gosh, I don't I just want to go back to the old way or, or what am I supposed to do is just lean in, lean into what brings you joy. And you don't have to make a huge leap like we're talking about you, like leaving the corporate world, which is amazing. 
And, you know, but that might not be for the next person. That next person might just be like, I'm gonna not eat meat. I don't know. Just like this little mm -hmm. tiny shift that's going to be a big wave for them. Um, so just lean into that, be curious, and then listen. Because I think that a lot of times we expect, okay, I'm going to be do, doing, like we still in that like type A brain, like, okay, well, I'll do the thing that brings me joy. <laughs> and then where are the results, right? Just lean into the space that brings you joy. Be curious about it. Maybe it's going to take you down a different rabbit hole and then just listen and then see if there's another sign like we were saying before. I love and that. And then listen again and listen again and just like take those baby steps. That's yeah. it. And just, you know, just allowing um, recently I went through a, a, a quantum um, a mindset shift and, uh, mm. you know, my outcome of that was just to find 10 minutes a day to sit in mm -hmm. silence with my cup of tea and just be me. Yes. And that sounds pretty simple to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you're living with a busy family and blah, 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 sometimes just finding 10 minutes of just your own time, just to sit with your own thoughts, with your phone mm -hmm. off, sit in that moment of peace, that can just bring you joy and that can just connect you back with yourself. You have taken us on just such a beautiful journey thank you so much for being brave to share your story I know you're an open book we we're talking pre-show about being an open <laughs> book which is absolutely wonderful um, you're so appreciated Phoebe thank you very much today and you can find the Victim to Victory podcast on YouTube, Anchor and and Apple Podcasts if you got value from today and I know you did because Phoebe Leona you need to connect with her. You need to work with her. You need to follow her. She is changing the world. She has a fantastic energy. She'll make you smile, okay? She'll make you smile. <laughs> How awesome is that? Just to make someone smile. And um, <laughs> please subscribe and check out the Brand Your Story Academy podcast, create a course, and download our latest ebook. Remember, wear your story like a superhero's cape and not an anchor mm -hmm. because change starts with your story thank you very much for your time today phoebe much appreciated thank you so much tracy it's been a joy to be with you thank you see you on the next episode 